so excited to be able to share this. Um, you know, the Word of God, we t always talk about how it's, it's not just a list of do's and don'ts. It's, it's a manual for everyday living. And if we will read the Word of God and we'll put it in our heart and we'll actually start taking steps to do it, to apply it to our life, it actually starts producing change in our life. And I know uh, sometimes people can, can um, look at our lives and see God's favor or God's blessing, or they look at our children and see them functioning um, healthy and strong and doing what God's called them to do. And it's easy to look and say, well, you're the preacher, that's why. It's easy to look at successful people leaving this building and say, yeah, but you got money, that's why. God favors you and God increases you when you do his word. The Bible says God is not a respecter of persons. What does that mean? God doesn't look at you and go, I'm going to favor you, but I'm not going to favor you. I'm going to favor you because you look this way, and I'm not going to favor you because you don't look that way. God's not that kind of God. What moves God or what allows God access into your life and allows the blessing and the favor and the word to work in your life is by you working his word in your life. When you actually put his word into practice, you'll see the benefits of the word of God in action. So when Randy and Fred were up here talking about the word of God saying to give and it'll generously be given back to you, then when you give, God's promise is that increase was going to be coming back to you. I can't sit and beg for increase. I can't hope for it to come. I can't wish for it to come. I can't cry for it to come and beg for it to come. The Bible says I have to be generous and I have to be a giver. There's my part to play and then there's God's part to play. You know, when, when uh, we started, what I'm going to be talking about today, when I started to put it in practice in my life, it's one of those things that once you start doing, you almost see immediate, you almost see, uh, immediate results from it. And that's what I'm excited about. There's some things you do that takes a long time to see increase from. It's like certain seeds you plant, you know, immediately weeds when you plant them, they immediately spring up, right? Sometimes these really amazing tulips that I absolutely love sometimes take months to come up. But one thing about doing this word that I'm talking about today, you'll start seeing immediate results. You'll start seeing immediate change in your life. You know, the, the awesome opportunity we have today to be praying over our students and those who are working in the educational system. Because we know they need prayer, right? Yeah, we do. Our school system, our kids need God's wisdom in their life. We need God to move and his purpose to be seen in the lives of our students and the lives of our school systems. So when we lay hands on them and pray for them, it's just not about God bless them, God bless them. We are going to be speaking words of blessing over them. Why would we do that? Because words are extremely powerful. Words are super powerful. Words have the ability to create things. Words have the power to produce things in your life. The Bible talks about how God created this whole world that we're living in. The Bible says in the very, very beginning that this earth was void and without form. Those words mean it was actually chaotic. It was actually super hyper dysfunctional. It was just a mess. When God shows up on the scene and looks at this mess of a world, he doesn't look into it and go, oh man, 
What a mess and what a bunch of dysfunction that is. If he would have spoke dysfunction into dysfunction, dysfunction would have continued. But no, he didn't speak what he saw. He started declaring what he wanted to see. And if you were to read in the beginning, it says in the beginning, you know, God said, let there be light. And there was light. God said, and then God saw. God started declaring what he wanted to see. Then it comes to the part where he creates man. He gets down in the dirt. He forms man out of mud. The Bible says he breathes his very breath of life into him. Another translation talks about it being the breath of life or the breath of God. When God breathed into man, God breathed who he was into man. That's why the Bible says that we're created in the likeness of God. God, when God would open his mouth and create worlds, when God breathed breath into man, he empowered man that same ability that when we open our mouth and we start saying words, we start seeing what we're saying. Just think about your life. How many of you over the last 10 years have been talking? I'm so in debt. I never will make enough of money. My, man, I never get my bills paid. I never have enough money for that. And where are you? Never have enough money. You've grown exactly what you've been saying. Some of you said, man, I'm going to go to school. I'm going to get my degree. And I am determined, man, I don't care what the limitations seem to be. I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. And I'm going to do it. I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. And what have you done? You've done exactly what you've been saying that you're going to do. Because words are powerful. Words create. In fact, Proverbs 18:20. It says this from the fruit of their mouth. What is the fruit of your mouth? It's your words. It's what you say. It says from the fruit of their mouth, a person's stomach is filled with the harvest of their lips. They are satisfied. The tongue has the power of life and death and those who love it will eat of its fruit. In another translation, it says this, you will have to live with the consequences of everything you say. Now, what if you truly had revelation and believe that I can tell you, there's a lot of things you'd stop saying, right? I mean, come on now. There's some things that, you know, man, once you say it, you're like, well, I really hope that doesn't happen because I'd be in a mess. If the things that you, if you really believe that the consequences of your words mattered, we'd stop saying some things and we'd start saying other things. And what I'm here to say this morning and challenge us, as all, challenge us all is our words do matter. We are reaping consequences of what we're saying. Our words will produce life. Our words can produce death. It says what you say can preserve life or it can destroy it. So you must accept the consequences of your words. We are all, man, on a, on a daily basis. Women, way more than men, were saying words. And those words are either bringing a blessing to our life and the world around us, or they're bringing a curse. Our words are important. They're bringing a blessing or they're bringing a curse. In Romans chapter 12, verse number, in Proverbs chapter 12, verse number 18, it says this, the words of the reckless, how many of you just like spit things out sometimes? You just say things. You just let your mouth go. It says the words of the reckless pierce like swords. It says, but the tongue of the wise 
brings healing. Our words matter. The words that we say are like seeds. It's going to either produce life into a situation or death to a situation. So when we're praying for our kids as they pass by and the faculty and the students here, we're declaring the word and the blessing of God. Why? Because we need the protection of God and the blessing of God to grow in their lives. This is such an awesome thing. Those of you who are educators in this place, what an awesome opportunity that you have. I know that you're not teaching for the money because you should be paid a way more. I know that you're not doing what you do in our school system, whether you're the lunch lady or the yard duty. God bless the yard duty. If you're the lunch lady or the yard duty or the janitor, you're not doing what you do for the money. You're doing it because you believe in the power of education and imparting what you know and training those minds and developing children to be everything that can, they can be. And I know sometimes it can be frustrating as believers or Christians to be in the school system because the way that our, our system works, we're not allowed in our school system to, to preach Jesus or to, you know, talk about the word of God. But I can tell you this, you can use your words to speak life into those students. I can tell you. There are broken students coming into your classroom, showing up in your yard, in, uh, on the schoolyard, who need to know they matter, they count, they're worth it, they're worthy, they have a purpose, God has a plan for them, and your words can bring life to them, can be the difference. Just think about your life. Think about when you were growing up. Think about those pivotal moments and times in your life. When you felt like a nobody or a nothing and you had a grown up speak something positive and influential into your life, you can probably remember the exact words. You probably can remember what you were wearing. You probably can remember what it smelled like outside and the situation that you were going through because positive words impact you in ways that you'll never forget. Talking about speaking life giving words. The Bible says in James chapter three, verse number three, it says we put bits into the mouth of a horse to make it obey us. We're able to make it go wherever we want. It says think of a ship as big as it is driven by such strong winds. It can be steered by a very small rudder. It goes wherever the pilot wants it to go. So it is with the tongue as small as it is. It can boast about great things. Just think how large a forest can be set on fire by a tiny flame. What this is talking about is just like a boat rudder gives direction to a ship or a horse bit gives direction to a horse or a steering wheel gives direction to our car. Our words give direction to our life. Our words, the words that we speak don't just give direction to our lives, it also gives direction to those that we speak those words to. So as parents, when we're speaking words to our kids, we're giving direction to their lives. We're directing them in the way that they should go. That's why when we open our mouth to speak, we need to speak words on purpose, not by impulse. I know a lot of times 
Kids can be challenging. They can push your buttons. They know all the right words to say at all the right times to make you sometimes want to pull your hair out or pull theirs out. But instead of opening your mouth and declaring what you see, you need to open your mouth and declare what you want to see. As much as I want to look at, I wanted to look at my little two-year-old and go, you are such a stinking little brat. I didn't want to continue to establish a little bratty attitude. I had to say, man, you are so determined. That determination, man, is going to get you far in life, right? But just not right now. You, you are so obedient. You are so obedient. You're so quick to learn. What am I speaking? I'm speaking things that I want to see in their life. It's easy just to lash out and to speak what is. Let's start directing our lips into to saying what we want. Start speaking life, cultivating life. This is what I have found. And I see it hugely in the life of my grandkids. I practice with my kids, but now I got it mastered. <laughs> That's what's so great about growing up, being a grandparent. You know, your kids you just practice on, and then you find out what's really important, and then, you know, with your grandkids, it's a breeze. So I can on purpose look at my grandkids and say, you are so brave, and you are smart, and you are kind. Why am I saying that to them? Because I'm calling out what God has put in them. They are brave. They are smart. They are kind. I know that they're going to go into this world. And this world system's going to tell them what they're not. This world system's going to try to make them look and sound and do and believe a certain way. I don't want anybody else telling my kids who they are. I'm going to tell them who they are. They are smart. They are obedient. They are followers of Jesus Christ. They are leaders. They stand for justice. They stand for righteousness. They don't, they're not just swayed by everything that comes along. They're kind hearted. They love people. They're not judgmental. Why am I saying that? Because they're preachers kids. No, because that's what the word of God says. When we speak life into our kids, we're calling out God's purpose in their life. I can tell you when you start declaring and choosing your words on purpose, relationships in your life will change because I'm not just talking about doing this with your children. I'm talking about doing this with your spouse. Girls, instead of calling your husband a lazy bum, a jerk all the time, you're just, man, you're just a lousy dad. you just don't care about anything. Why not find the God purpose in them? You're such a strong, mighty woman, righty man of God, man, you stand for righteousness for our family. I love the way that, that you're there for us. Well, maybe they're not, but you speak those things that you want to see. I have found that when you start declaring things in people's lives, it awakens and makes you want to be what they think you are, right? When someone comes up to you and says, man, you're such a great mom. Doesn't it empower you to really want to be a great mom? Yeah. Or man, you're such a great provider or a great dad. It makes you want to work hard. It makes you want to prove them right. So we need to make sure, man, like the word of God says that we use our lips to build up and to steer our life in the direction that God wants it to go. You know, so much of our world, so much of the things we see in our world brings such devalue to our life. And we have a world full of people who are looking to find purpose, to know that they matter 
to know that they're seen, to know that they are valuable, they're here for a reason. I mean, all of us in this room, we want to be seen. We want people to know we're here. We want our life to matter. And so we find ourselves searching for things to find purpose, and only God can bring purpose in our life substantially. But then he uses the people around us to call out those purposes from us. Blessing, words of blessing. When we speak words of blessing, what are we speaking? We're speaking words of value. We're speaking words of purpose. That's what speaking words of blessing does. It brings value and it brings purpose. This whole blessing and words of blessing originated with God. When God created the heavens and he created the earth and then he created man, the Bible says he looked at man after he breathed life in him and says that God blessed him. In Genesis, it says he blessed them and he started saying things to them, giving them purpose, giving them value, giving them direction, something to rise to, what they're called to, who they are. It says God blessed them and he said, have many children so that your descendants will live all over the earth. Bring it under their control. What's he saying? You're strong. You're going to take charge. You rule. You reign. You conquer. He says, I'm putting you in charge. You have authority. What you say matters. He says, I'm giving you, putting you in charge of the fish, the birds, the wild animals. I've provided all kinds of grain and, and fruit for you to eat. You'll be provided for. Spoke words of blessing. And if you were to read through the Old Testament, you see all the mighty men of God. Before they were breathing their last breath, they'd call their kids in and they'd declare words of blessing over their life. It was huge in their tradition, in their culture. And so much so that, man, they, they were, they, they loved, the kids loved that moment. Because when dad spoke blessing and value and, uh, and purpose over their life, they knew, man, that was what I was going to achieve. That's what I was going to live up to. Those words of blessing. In one instance, we see uh, Abraham's son, Isaac. Isaac was getting old. He had two sons, one named Jacob, one named Esau. Esau was the oldest. He was supposed to get the blessing or the spoken blessing. In that time, the, the oldest one was the one who got the blessing. Now, in our culture, we can bless every day, all day. But then they blessed only the oldest son. Said the oldest son came in to get his blessing. But what happened was, is the younger son knew that the dad was getting ready to die. So he devised this plan where he was going to dress himself up as his older brother. And he was going to go in and he was going to deceive his father into blessing him instead. Speaking those words of affirmation and purpose over him instead. So the Bible says he dressed up like his older brother. His older brother was a hunter and very hairy. So he went this elaborate plan, had a killed a goat, put it on his skin, really made himself smell like outdoors, came in and said, Hey father, I know you're getting ready to die. I made this wonderful food for you so you can bless me. Father said, come over here and make, let me make sure that you're my oldest son to bless. Came over, rubbed his hands and all that. 
He says, okay, you don't sound like my oldest son, but you smell like him. He says, so I'm going to bless you. And he said this wonderful blessing. You're going to be in charge and you're going to rule and you're going to reign. You're going to, you're highly favored and you're going to conquer and you're going to take over territories. Spoke all of these powerful words of affirmation and value into this son's life. The son received it, man, and walked out. The oldest son that said came in from the field. He didn't know all of this deception had happened. So he's coming in so excited. He's going to get his father's blessing on his life. Those spoken words that were going to give value and affirmation and direction to his life. Comes in there and says, Father, here's your food. I'm ready for you to speak those words that I've been longing to hear all my life. That you value me, that you love me, that I have purpose. The dad kind of freaked out. He says, hold on a second. Who are you? He said, I'm your oldest son. He said, then who was it that came in and stole your blessing? He says, oh, it was my stinking little brother. He says, okay, but father, you know, he was a stinking little brother. It wasn't for him. It was for me. Do you have a blessing for me? And in that culture, there's only one to be given. And the father says, I'm sorry. I already gave the blessing to him. The Bible says that Esau wept and lamented because he never got to hear his father bless him. In the world that we live in, probably in this very room, you can relate to this story. I don't know, I was blessed to grow up in a home that spoke blessing into my life, but I know not everyone else has. I can tell you many times I've sat across from broken people who are struggling in their life, not feeling valued, not feeling purpose because, man, they so wanted their dad to approve of them and he never did. I so wanted my dad to tell me he loved me. I so wanted my dad to tell me he was proud of me. I so wanted my mom to say I was great. I so wanted my mom to tell me I was worth it, but they never did. And they lived their life broken, never receiving the blessing, so not knowing that they had the power to give the blessing. So a cycle's been repeated from generation to generation, and there's just broken people, broken people, broken people. But I believe in this room this morning, God's changing that. God's changing that. Because even if your earthly father never spoke words of affirmation and blessing and love and purpose over you, God does. And God has called a wonderful staff here at Celebration that'll continuously, every moment we get, speak words of blessing and affirmation and encouragement into your life. And you, though you never had anybody speak that to you, you can start the generational cycle that blessing is now spoken. Lives are now important and valued. Speaking words of blessing, we have the ability to do the same thing as parents. Some of you might think, well, I'm not a parent, I'm off the hook. Not so true. I mean, think about your life. Think about the aunts or the uncles, the other distant relatives in your life, the ones that have spoken blessing into you, how much has impacted your life for good. Then think of the crazy ones who've spoken other things and you're like, hmm, they didn't do me any good. It doesn't matter who you are as long as you're breathing in this room. It's our responsibility to speak life to the people in our world 
to see them step up and be empowered to live out their God purpose destiny because that's what speaking words of affirmation and blessing does it lets our kids know who they are who God says they are and it empowers them to be those things sometimes I don't you know we think man I don't want to tell my kid they're smart and they can do it I don't want them to get a big head can I tell you we live in this world your kid as soon as they step out of your door they'll be there somebody willing and ready to deflate them it is not our responsibility to keep our kids humble that's not our responsibility our responsibility is to build them up to speak words of life and encouragement and change and everything that God has called them to be I tell my kids I tell any kid I can get my to listen to me you can be anything that God's called you to be you can be everything that God has called you to be you are smart you are competent can I tell you even those if those of you ma'am those of you that are working maybe with special needs kids listen don't just buy in to what people are telling you about them and what you're supposed to expect I think all that's great but I can tell you your words can even change situations like that you start telling these kids they're smart they're capable they think they're able to focus they're whatever it is I just believe Man, that this is our year to see change. I don't care what the school system has labeled your child. God labels them sound. God labels them healed. God labels them smart. God labels them excellent. They rise to the top. I can't tell you how many testimonies I've heard about this. Where kids have been in special education, you know, because they have learning issues and challenges. First of all, cut your kids some slack. Every kid learns different. Every kid learns different. There is no normal. So don't try to make your kid normal. What is normal anyway? We all got a little crazy. That's what makes life fun. So don't make your kid try to make your kid fit in. Don't try to make your kid normal. Let them be who God created them to be and celebrate that in them. Speak into them what God's word says. And you watch this year change. They are smart. They're not stupid. Don't let them say that. See, what, what, what happens is once we start changing what we say into them, then we also get them to repeat that with us. Now you say, I'm smart. But I'm so scared. No, say, I am bold and I am brave. I am bold and I am brave. Yes, you are. You are bold and you are brave. I am bold and I am smart. Yeah, but they said I was stupid. You're not stupid. You're smart. You are so smart. You understand things. You're smart. You're just too smart for them. This is going to be a good year. It's going to be a good year for us. I'm telling you, relationships are about ready to change. Marriages are getting better. Your marriage is getting better why because you're gonna start calling life into it instead of speaking death into it the relationship with your mother-in-law is gonna get better why instead of calling her all those names she is an amazing woman who raised her, your husband 
That's not so bad. She fed him. He's alive. Relationship with your kids. Relationships with your money. Why? Because I'm going to start saying, I'm not poor, I'm rich. I'm blessed. I'm the lender and not the borrower. Yeah, but you got so much debt. I'm the lender and I'm not the borrower. Things are going to change. Father, we thank you for this day. God, I speak life into this room. God, first of all, anyone in this room, God, whose foundation has been built on negative words that have been spoken to them, words of devalue and harm and negativity that has built the foundation that their life is currently on. God, I come against that in Jesus' name. God, I declare that foundation broken and the foundation of your word established. God, that they are everything that you have called them to be. God, they are healed. They are whole. Their bodies function perfectly. Their hearts are healthy. Their lungs are healthy. God, all of their cardiovascular systems functions properly in the name of Jesus Christ. I know what the doctor report says, but that's fact. The word of God is truth. Truth always trumps fact. So, Father, we speak health and healing into every organ, every system. Blood pressure is normal. Blood sugar levels, normal in Jesus' name. God, we declare immune systems healthy and strong. My immune system is healthy and strong. I want you to say that. My immune system is healthy and strong. God created your body with an immune system that fights things. That's how God created you. He wanted you to live long and healthy and strong. He created your immune system to fight things. Any kind of thing that would come in the air, thing you breathe, whatever, thing you drink. So we declare that our immune systems are strong. Say that again. My immune system is strong. Say my organs function properly. Say it. I don't care if your kidneys have been acting up. I don't care if your, your, your heart has had damage to it. Our organs function normally. Our blood cells are perfect in every way. Say that. Our blood cells, my blood cells, perfect in every way. My bones are strong. Say that. My bones are strong. My back is in alignment. Say that. My back is in alignment. My central nervous system functions properly the way it's supposed to. Go ahead, say that. My brain, I think clearly. Even the damage that was done because of stupid things I've done. Restoration comes in Jesus' name. I think quickly. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I remember things. Listen, if you don't want to start going crazy and as you get older, you better stop saying, man, I'm losing my mind. I just can't, I just can't remember things anymore. No, I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm smart. I'm sharp. I'm bright. I'm smart. I've got the mind of Christ. I remember what I'm supposed to remember. I have clarity in my thinking. I have clarity in my thinking. My mood swings are just because I'm bipolar. No, I am not bipolar. I have total control of my emotions by the power and the authority of Jesus Christ. I am not anxious. I don't have anxiety and sleep issues. I sleep well. When my head hits the pillow, I sleep well. Listen, if those of you who are struggling with sleeping at night, I get it. You're, you're, you're taking your Ambien or whatever it is and you're whatever you take to go to sleep at night to make you relax. 
I get that you might be taking that right now, but even as you take that, I want you to say, man, the peace of God allows me to sleep well tonight. And you watch. You're going to find one day you don't even need that stuff anymore. Why? Because your words have built a different life. It's not your old you. It's a new you. You're building a new you. You're building a new life. You're building a new pattern. My family, we enjoy each other. We enjoy time together. So, Father, I thank you in this room that we're, you're changing. We're changing the way we talk. We're going to change what we see. God, I believe that in this room, marriages are restored. God, I believe in this room, forgiveness happens. I believe in this room, children are obedient to parents. And there's respect and honor restored because we respect and we honor. God, I declare that you favor us, you increase us, you bring restoration in all areas. God, I call your people blessed today. Favored, empowered to be everything you've called them to be. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, I'm going to give you an opportunity before we leave this place or transition to something else. If you've never opened your heart to the gift of Jesus Christ, I'm going to give you the opportunity to do that. Maybe you've been living life your own way. Maybe you're doing things your own way. And it's just not working because you were never created to live life without God. And the way that we access a relationship with God, the Bible says, is through His Son, Jesus Christ. The Bible says, just believe in your heart, confess with your mouth. Salvation, life, comes. If you want to pray that prayer with me, we're all going to pray it together. Just pray it and mean it with your heart. And I believe everything changes. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for loving me, for sending Jesus to live a perfect life, to die on a cross, to raise on the third day, to bring life to me. I believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is your son. And I receive his way. I receive him, his purpose, your plan into my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc slash give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 